Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Yes, the crew is getting off the Disney wish today. but We've got a show here that we recorded a bit early, so you don't miss out here on a Friday. Pam joins me, and we have a good time going around the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, and we're talking about the pros and cons of different room locations within these resorts. So if you stay at the Grandstand or Congress Park at Saratoga Springs, what are the pros and cons of those sections? Art of Animation, Pop Century, Riverside, Coronado, Caribbean Beach. We dive into a bunch of these uh, Walt Disney World resorts to talk about, you know, access to the Skyliner is going to give you this hotel, this part of the resort to stay at at Caribbean Beach, but then you're going to be further away from this. That's what we're doing today. We're talking pros and cons of your room location at select Walt Disney World resorts. As always, don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's really appreciated. So just bookmark it and use it as often as you can. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You allow us to keep putting this show out and to keep the archives up and to do all the video feeds that we do. It's because of your support. And if you'd like to join us and support the show at just $5 a month, it'd be great. Come on over patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Get that bonus show. It's called Mike in the Midwest. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2316 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you had an outstanding 4th of July week. I know I'm almost positive we did. We're recording this one a little bit ahead of time because, you know, our, our last four days we've called our address the... Uh, Disney Wish with many, many friends and sailing around the Bahamas, Castaway Key, having a good time at sea, lots of great meals, lots of laughs. And today they're like, we love you, but you got to get off our boat. So yeah, but we're going back to Walt Disney World. So it's not bad. And I'm going to the Grand Floridian. So I'm fancy, fancy today. So we're going to have a good time. We're recording this one early, but we're going to have some fun talking Disney. We're never leaving you without a show. So joining me today for this fun conversation Pam Forrester, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Captain America, as we record live <laughs> Captain America. here on the video. What's up, Pam? I was, I'm newly back from Avengers Campus in Disneyland, so I had to represent the cap um, for sure. Uh, I, I love that land so much. Uh, at night, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. There's so much about Disneyland that I love. I know we've been talking a lot of Disneyland lately because... I just got back, but um, I really did. I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed being there. I love seeing all the characters there too. So, so you sent us a picture. Now you told us. I talked about this. I know you don't go back and listen to the shows, but you know you guys were still out there. And I said, well, Pam said they're going out there because Hannah hadn't been there in forever. I said, yes. so we had a question, and Pam sent back a picture of, and I and I showed the picture, and it was you and Steve, and we decided it was in Adventures Campus. It looked like Steve was getting like uh, swirled down a toilet or some kind of a like. A oh, tornado. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was that photo op? What was that about? So that is a photo op in Avengers Campus. There is um, a photo op that sort of makes it look like you're being sucked into like a hole in the sidewalk sort of or, you know, some kind of void in the sidewalk. Um, and it was really cool. Um, it's just it, it depends like you stand there. And your feet placement or whatever um, looks like it's it's kind of like the sidewalk chalk kind of illusion, right? Sort Where of. it looks like it, you can like stand on it to look like you're like jumping from the lily pad to the lily pad or something. But it looked that picture was awesome. I know it looks like I'm pulling Steve out of a void. It does. You're saving him from a swirly or something. Oh, it's wild. Now, real quick, one more time more to remind you that the Be Our Guest podcast is going to be down to Give Kids the World September 8th and 9th. That's a Friday and a Saturday. Make sure I got those dates right again. Yeah, that is right. Yes. 8th and 9th. On the 8th, we're volunteering. We're getting boots on the ground. We're getting our hands dirty. We're helping out at the village. Then on Saturday, 12 to 6, 
We're having the live auction, six-hour live show, so get those items in if you're going to make something creative. Save up some money if you're going to donate to the great people at Give Kids the World. And get ready for a fun Saturday in September with us here, either live on our social media pages, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, or... If you're down in Central Florida, come over to the village and hang out with us. You can hang out for six hours. You can hang out for 30 minutes and be like, that's plenty. I'm going to go. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to Portillo's over by Animal Kingdom and getting some lunch. I'll see you guys later. But you got to bring me some. Uh, no, but we're going to have a good time. So just keep that on your calendar and on your radar. September 8th and 9th. We're getting super excited about that. But do follow us right now on social media because we're still at Walt Disney World. We're going to the parks today. I'm at BR Guest Mike. Pam's at TMFLT Pam. Scott is at Epscott. E-P-S-C-O-T. All right. Let's get into today's topic. We'll record this one early, so it's kind of an evergreen thing we can talk about because uh, the news would be bad this early because uh, who knows what changes. As soon as and we say something, I, exactly, as soon as we say something, it changes absolutely before the show publishes, yeah. even within the 48 hours sometimes that it, it takes. We're going to talk about Walt Disney World Resorts, one of our favorite topics. You know, the hotel you stay at, the resort, the fun place where you lay your head at night. But what I thought we would do today is to talk about the pros and the cons of different areas of the Walt Disney World Resort. So, for example, let's start with Saratoga Springs, because I was thinking about this topic when I was on the treadmill the other day. And I'm like, Saratoga is an outstanding resort that you never hear anything about. It's a huge resort. It's got lots of places to stay, lots of different accommodations. It's got little studios. It's got one bedrooms, two bedrooms, even grand villas. And Disney Springs is awesome right now. So there are different areas of these resorts. And if you stay in one, it's always a give and take, right? If you're close to something, you're probably going to be far away from something else. So I thought Pam and I would kind of, you know, just pull up the maps. You can do the same with us over at themagicforless.com. If you click on Walt Disney World and then click resorts, there's a map and it's right there and it's easy to get to. Uh, yeah. Just if you're planning a trip, it's a great tool. But um Staying at Saratoga, so what do you think? Like, just pick an area and talk about the pros and cons of, like, if you were staying at Saratoga, I might want to stay in this area, but what would you be thinking? What would your thought process be? I think it's, I think this is such a great topic for vacation planning because I think one of the number one things that guests ask us after we get everything, like, we have their trip secured, we know how many days of tickets and where they're staying and whatnot, is where should I request? Like, what should should I request a certain part of the resort or whatnot? And that's why I, I love talking about it. Um, you know, I've been to so many of them and I will say, well, I've been to all the resorts and I've been there multiple times. So now I don't make any requests when I go. I want to see where that's, Disney's going to put me. I'm in the year of that too. I just, uh, yes. that was my new year's resolution. And I'm fine because sometimes I, I get put in a place. I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going to like it. But then when you actually stay there, you <laughs> see there's advantages. Yeah. You're like, this is my new favorite yeah, it's place. My jam. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, one of the people like to sometimes be near the main, um, the main pool. And I, I totally understand why you would want to do that because, you know, make it easy to sort of get to that. Um, for me though, when I am staying there, I love to be in the Congress park area, which is sort of near this walkway to Disney Springs. Okay. I think that that's one of the huge benefits of staying at Saratoga. It's like, there aren't a lot of dining opportunities at Saratoga, but there's about a hundred mm -hmm. of them across this bridge, this walkway over to Saratoga. So I love, um, I really love that section of the resort for sure. No, I agree. Congress Park is going to give you the opportunity to maybe look out over uh, Disney Springs or to have that path that goes around the resort that when you put, if you ever take a, uh, one of those boat launches from like Riverside or French Quarter, Old Key West down the Sasagula and you pass Saratoga on the left as you're heading into Disney Springs, you see kind of they have a big flower pattern on the grass there. That area right there is Congress Park. So that's that's what we're talking about there across from Disney Springs. I also think a hidden place there is kind of the carousel area or the paddock because the paddock's mm -hmm. close to the main area. And does not the is the carousel the area? I'm trying to think. I think it is. Or is it it might be the paddock, but it's either one of those two places that has that other really nice pool. That pool yes. area is the jam. It's right by the kind of by the big lake in the middle. It's right by the paddock. Yeah, it is. And which is not far from carousel at all. 
And um, that other pool has a great slide. And that whole area has a quick service location too. So I think that makes it a really good location. And it oftentimes is not quite as crowded as the main pool. It's sort of like a hidden pool. And there are a a few pools at Saratoga. I think there's four, if I'm not mistaken. There's one in the Congress Park area that we were talking about. And it's actually not really a feature pool. It doesn't have a slide. Um, It just has a regular pool, right? After um, Walt Disney World opened, after COVID, Steve and I went down there and actually worked for like probably a couple weeks. Um, And we were in that area of the resort and that pool was our pool, basically. There was nobody else there. We would get up in the morning, we'd swim, we'd work by the pool for a while, whatever. We were like living the life down there at Saratoga. So there's a really quiet pool there near Congress Park. Then there's that pool that we're talking about right now at the paddock. There's the main pool, which is by the springs. And then in the grandstand area, there's also another pool that has a really cool kids play area, sort of equestrian themed and because that's the theme of Saratoga. So that was a good one too. And of course you got the treehouse villas. Those are going to be your accommodation. If you really kind of want to be away, they are away from it. They have a, they have a pool, but it's just basically a rectangle. It's not a themed pool. It's it's a pool. It's like, it's like the pool from when I was a kid. Um, but you know, it's a pool there in that area, but of course you're, you stay, you're a member of Saratoga, so you can go to any of these other pools, but, exactly. Uh, those, the one thing I would say about the Trias Villa is you can take a bus places, but if you have a car, I think it makes things a lot more convenient just to throw in there. If you stay there, I think it does too. And I think if you don't have a car, you may want to request an area that is as close to the path to Saratoga as you can, if you feel like you'll be using those amenities. Otherwise, I think close to a bus is often something that's important to some people, especially if they'll be using like the internal bus system. I I really love resorts that have an internal bus system because then it gives people another option um, if they want to take that bus. All right, let's just hop around to a few resorts. We're not going to just do deluxe resorts. We're going to hit all the categories and, you know, eventually we'll probably cover all of them. But today let's go over to Pop Century, another resort that we get a lot of requests about. People are like, where should I stay? And the thing is, at Pop Century, you you don't have a lot of options. So at Pop Century, you have the preferred rooms, which are basically the 60s and some of the 50s and some of the 70s, like the more centrally located sections of those two, the 50s and 70s. But all the 60s are preferred. So when you stay at Pop, what do you think about? I... So I honestly like all the areas of Pop Century. I'm going to, you know, just say I love being over by one of the pools. I think there's the main pool, but then you have the bowling pin pool and you have the computer pool. I don't think that there's any room that is too far away from a pool. Don't you think? I mean, you're never that far from a pool. No, I agree. Now here's the thing you got to think about. So the fifties is going to give you the the bowling pin pool right outside all, because all those buildings are all built around the bowling pin pool. The sixties is going to give you the hippy dippy pool, which is the feature pool. Like you're centrally located, like where all the activities are going to happen. Like the the recreation staff comes out and plays the hula hoops and all the games Mm -hmm. at the hippy dippy pool. That's where the pool bar is uh, pedals. And also that's going to lead you right down the gut of the resort back to the Skyliner. So that's your, that's your sixties seventies off, off a little bit. But when you're, when you're in the seventies, it's not like a mirror of the fifties because the fifties has its own pool. Seventies does not have its own pool. If you're in the seventies and this isn't far, it's like a three minute walk. You got to walk down to the eighties to the computer pool, which that pool is centrally located to the, obviously the eighties is where kind of it's, it's mm-hmm. built into the eighties section, but the nineties with the big uh, rollerblade there, that's, that's your more remote part of pop century. If there is a remote part, it's the nineties and it's kind of beyond the eighties. Which I guess mm-hmm. makes sense chronologically. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're way out there. But I will say there is an advantage to the 70s guest rooms because some of those have a great view of Hourglass Lake yes. from the back there. And I love that part. Plus, you can see the Skyliner. Um, I remember a few years ago, Steve and I were at Pop Century for a little bit and we would get up in the morning and go for a walk. And the skyliner and the water and the sunrise i mean it made for a gorgeous picture so 
we really um, enjoyed that section of the resort. I think it is um, a very, I, you know, a lot of people don't like the seventies, but that's one of the reasons why I really like no, it. No, I agree. The seventies is my jam there. For one, I mean, it's like the, like, it's my decade that I was born in. So I like that, but I also just, it, it's, it's kind of, like when I go down, I don't swim a lot when I'm there for races. So I'm not worried about like being right next to a pool. Right. And I have found, here's just another thing to think about if you are a runner, that one time I booked a preferred pool view room because, of course, I'm a terrible travel agent for myself. I didn't book my own room. I booked everybody else's on the lizards. I booked seven, eight, 78,000 rooms for lizards, except I didn't book Mike Rawman's room. Only room left for the race weekend was a preferred pool. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm right in the middle of the resort. I'm by the pool. I'm like, I love the energy of Pop Century. Problem is, during a race weekend, I was trying to go to bed at 9 o'clock. And, dude, the pool was like 15 <laughs> feet from my room. I'm like, people, it's 9 o'clock. You, you are were part vacation? of the party, the are pool you, party. Yeah. I'm like, are you guys on vacation? Go to bed. I'm trying to sleep here. I got to get up at 2. Yeah, it was so that You're like to think about, though. old guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for you know what? I mean, that's, that's something because we have a ton of runners that listen to our show. That's something that didn't even cross my radar until I was in the position where I'm like, oh, man, I should have thought of this, that – the 90s is ideal for a race weekend because right. you're away yeah. from all the hubbub and you can just walk right across that parking lot because the buses come to that end of the bus area, like or that Animal Kingdom end. So you're really the 90s are kind of prime for race weekends, honestly, at that Pop Century. Sense. Yeah, totally. Because you're you don't have the party, you know, dude, they're partying the one night. I'm like, come on, because <laughs> I can't, I couldn't sleep there. Okay, let's go to Coronado because that's where I will be uh, or was before the cruise. Um, Coronado, of course, you have four main areas of this resort. You have the Grand Casino Tower. You got the Casitas, the Cabanas, and the Ranchos. So pros and cons, pros and cons. Well, obviously, Grand Casino Tower is centrally located, more deluxe. You're going to have all of the... You're going to have super close access to all the amenities of the resort right there, basically, in your building. 100%. Um, and I, you know, I, I love it, too, because it does connect to... El Centro, which is the area that used to be the lobby area of the whole resort. It's where you'll it always see uh, Aaron working and sometimes Phil. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> shout exactly. Out. exactly. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and there's a covered walkway, covered like, a you know, it's an indoor walkway between the two. So I really think that that's kind of a cool feature. Um, I, you know, I love Coronado. I love the standard rooms and I love Grand Destino. If I have the option, I'm always picking Grand Destino. I just, there's something about that resort. I love the way it smells. I love the way the lobby feels. I love the little coffee place um, that turns into a drink place in the mm -hmm. evening. I like um, go, being able to go up to Toledo and get appetizers. I just like it. And the fact that they have a concierge, um, the only moderate to do so at, at Walt Disney World. And it's a great concierge lounge with, you know, great options. So that's that's another thing, too. But, yeah, I'm going to Grand Destino anytime I can. Yeah, but I love the rest of the resort. That, that's what I was just getting ready to say. So I'm trying to think, like, pros and cons. Is there a con to the tower? I mean, because the rooms are not that much more expensive, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. they, they don't have a huge, like, tax on them to stay in the tower if you go standard view. If that's available, right. it's not that much more. I know. Which, you know standard I, view surprised. is pretty nice. It is. I mean, standard view is fine. Right. I mean, because you can see right over the parking lot to, like, the studios and stuff like that. To Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so you got the ranchos, the casitas. Out of those three, if you want to be most centrally located in the cabanas, casitas. That's that kind. Of, and I, I kind of like the, the. Here's the thing: like every time I stay there, and this is my fault for the last decade of doing this show, the last place I stay is the place I love the most. So, like when I'm in the casitas, I'm like, yeah, the casitas just have it going on. Because here's the thing to think about: there, they have a second uh, fitness center in the casitas. So if you're right. somebody that wants to like hit a treadmill, you know, on a hot day or a rainy day or something, there's a, yes. there's a really nice fitness center now in Grand Casino Tower, but that used to be the only fitness center down in the Casitas at the resort. So right. that's a pretty sharp little place. Um, you got the quiet pool. I mean, every section has a quiet pool, so you're fine there. But that is right next to like the end by Maya Grill and very close to the old Pepper Market, El Centro. Mm -hmm. I'm still called Pepper Market, RIP. Um, but... You know, we talked about this on a show a couple weeks ago, like the, the bridges now across the lagoon. I mean, yes. make, make the ranchos so accessible because the ranchos, you know, five years ago were kind of like, they're awesome. I love the way they look with that 
you know, the cacti and the big rocks, the boulders. Like, it, I love running at this resort because I just love seeing all the, you know, palm trees over at the cabanas, then the right. cactus. Visually, the ranchos is my favorite section. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. I 100%. Think it is. It's so themed. It's it is. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it, too. I'm with you. Like, the dry riverbeds, the everything. Um, We just put rocks all around our landscaping. And I'm like, oh. It's like the ranch. <laughs> we need some bigger boulders in here, though. No, um, <laughs> you need you need like a sign. Don't climb on the rocks, comma, right? Steve, comma, exactly, comma, Steve. <laughs> yeah. We don't have anything. We don't have any boulders that big. But no, I think that the ranches are so visually appealing. I really do. And like you mentioned, the fact that the bridge is there now. The bridge actually from the ranchos area um, kind of goes like it's from the dig site. And it goes to a Y where you can go off to a section of the casitos mm -hmm. or go to El Centro. So that makes it so, you know, right in the middle of the action almost. I, I think you can't go wrong with that. But I will say the cabana sort of has a place in my heart because it feels very tropical. Like you mentioned, the palm trees, the hammocks down by more, the water. More pastel -y colors too than, than the yes. rest of the resort. The sand, there's yeah. like sand there where you can like go and sit or be in the hammock or whatnot. That part of it, there's something about palm trees. Um, I feel the same way you do. Like I see palm trees, I'm on vacation. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, that's when you're from places that are not tropical. Dude, as soon as I see a palm tree, I'm like, yes. my blood pressure just went down a little bit. <laughs> right. It's like you sort of exhale. Like I love the noise that they make when the wind oh, goes yes. through their, the palms and all of that. I mean, you know. Uh, all these weird things that you would never think that would come into your vacation planning thoughts, but they're there. I thought of something though. Okay. I actually thought of a con for the Grand Asino Tower. That okay. It's a pro for the, especially the ranchos is the dig site pool access, right? I mean, that's your feature sure. pool. You got the, you got the nice uh, pool bar, you know, a lot yes. going on over the arcades actually over there too. Yes. And um, Volleyball if you're in the ranchos, course. man, you're just right there. Cabanas yes, you're pretty close right. to, and I mean, even the casitas, that one end. I never see anybody staying at that one end of the casitas. I know people are there because there's always cars like in that parking lot, but I right. never, like, and I've run there many times. I never see people come out of those buildings that are like on the far end of the casitas away from like El Centro, you know, the oh, ones that yeah. are pushed out farthest towards the ranchos. I right. never see people come out of those buildings. Now I think about it, it's like the Truman Show or something. Maybe they're fake. You're, you're gonna have to hide. <laughs> so weird. I never thought about that until just now. I know there's people there because there's cars. Maybe those cars are just props. I don't know. Just to fake me out. Anyway, those are some of the pros and cons. But yeah, Coronado, just a winner. Let's go to another moderate. Let's go to Caribbean Beach. So let's talk about that. Where What do you think about for pros and cons for Caribbean Beach? Because I think this one does have some pros and cons. It does. And this is what, probably one of the resorts that you we get the most like requests because it is a big resort. It is it has the most rooms of any resort on property. And um, the one island, Trinidad, um, is actually, you know, across the road from the rest of the resort. If you end up in Tobago, you're in really draw tr Trinidad and Tobago. You're like, uh, I don't know. Just kidding. There's no Tobago, but there could be. <laughs> Like, where is <laughs> no, I mean, it's always like whenever I hear like on the Olympics, it's always Trinidad and Tobago. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like Mike and Scott. I don't know. It's, who knows? No, but it's it's true. The, it's just, uh, you know, it is across the road. Now, on on the other hand, it is fairly close to the skyline. Yes, it is. Because exactly. you got to just right across the bridge. It is. So that's something to consider too. But yeah, um, the other, one of the things to know about this resort is there are Coca-Cola freestyle beverage stations. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Boo. I hate those things. I've become president. They're going to be illegal. You get behind an eight-year-old in a freestyle machine, you're going to dehydrate before you get your soda. <laughs> <laughs> too many choices it, you just need the to take your soda I, I i'm not a kid <laughs> you need to take your soda put it on a spout push a button and get your soda you don't need to try to make the world's greatest elixir come on now. um i want the lemon <laughs> lime cherry dr pepper no whatever. no 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 french quarter has those things too Ugh. 
<laughs> and but there are two at I think two at each of the islands or at many of the islands there are two of them so they're really spacing it out so that you get all the use out of that refillable mug that's um, good. so I think you know that's a good thing so for me Trin uh, you know Trinidad is not going to be my first choice on where to stay well they did just reopen that spy that's where it is that's the spyglass spy spy glass. grill that is impossible to say right, but it's like a yeah. little kind of an outpost a little place to eat not a ton of items but you know they're not gonna let you starve down there either no for sure um so that i tend to like and maybe you feel the same i like to be in sort of those resorts um by that are sort of across from old port okay. royale so that's what i'm thinking i like the kokomo method at caribbean beach i call it the kokomo method because i like to either be in aruba, aruba jamaica, jamaica. Ooh, i want to <laughs> take it to caribbean beach <laughs> i like i like aruba and jamaica um mm -hmm. because you can cut across a little island that has the playground on it there's a yep. bridge and you're right there by the feature pool, which is right next to uh, old Port Royal, which is the yep. main area. Jamaica is going to be closest to your Skyliner access. Aruba. Aruba is a great compromise for Caribbean beach because Aruba gives you access to the Riviera. If you want to go over there, if you're a Primo Piatto fan and you'd like getting quick service over there, which is one of the best quick service options on property, anywhere, theme park, resort, whatever, you can easily get from Aruba right around because you're next to the Riv or walk through Jamaica and get down to the Skyliner. So Jamaica is going to give you that in Barbados. I can never say that also, but it's across the water. It's a little bit further than Jamaica. You got to walk across that bridge. But yeah, if you want the closest Skyliner access, it's Jamaica. But I like Aruba to kind of split the difference where I get some Riv, some Skyliner access. I agree. And I think Martinique also is down there by the Riv too. And I think both of those really give you access to, I, I agree, Primo Piata, the Skyliner there. Um, you know, that's the beauty, I think, of that area is that if I'm staying down on that end, I'm not going to go all the way back to the Skyliner at Caribbean Beach. I'm going to take it from um, um, from the Riv, except in the morning if I'm trying to get to a park really early. Then I'm going to go right from Caribbean Beach because Caribbean Beach is actually the hub of the Skyliner. So um, if I'm taking the Skyliner from the Riv to certain locations, I'm going to have to change at um, transfer at Caribbean Beach. So. Martinique's going to give you your steps if you're using the Skyliner a lot. <laughs> For you're, sure. You're, I mean, it is, it's it's pretty far walk there. But I mean, again, it's giving you access to the Riviera right there on the other side of the Riv. So mm -hmm. It's and you're closer to the you know central areas of Caribbean Beach. But that is, I mean, there's just no doubt about it. That is a big resort. So you are going to be if you're close to something, you're going to be further away from something else. Just how the world works. So it is, and I, I think too. Sometimes you know it's important to remember that at any of these resorts, if they have a preferred location and that's a concern for you, just pay yeah, for the you, preferred location. Yeah, because I mean, like four four days into a seven day trip, and those dogs are barking, you're like, oh man, yeah. what was thirty bucks? <laughs> I know. I completely respect people wanting to save money and we want to help you do that. But sometimes we're in a conversation with a guest and they're like, well, do you think if I request it, I will get it? And I'm, no. I'm going to be honest. No, I, I don't because you don't want to know why there are people who are going to pay for that and they have to get it. So I don't think your requesting will get it there. So if you really want it, let's just spend the 70 bucks right now and you know so what? that you know you have 100 <laughs> i talked about my dogs barking usually it's not my dogs barking because i abuse my dogs every single day of my life but it's when my wife's dogs are barking <laughs> She's Vindu, complaining i would have paid you. i would have paid three times what the difference was for a preferred room but i can't get one at this point so i'm like dude totally blew it there mike you should have just cheapo <laughs> Yes. No, I totally get it. And that's what I always say about everything. Like if you're, if you're concerned about it, if you're thinking about it, let's take that out of the equation as something you have to think about. hundred percent. Okay. So let's go over to Riverside, another moderate, because that's another, it's on par almost with uh, Caribbean beach. As far as size, it's going to have the, we didn't talk about this Coronado Caribbean beach and Riverside. All three have the four bus stops internally to get to the theme yep. park so there is going to be a pros and a con there i'm not exactly sure which area gets picked up first at this point because it does change from time to time it stays pretty consistent but it does change um 
And the thing about that is sometimes, is this true? Because I, I feel like the last time I was at Riverside, that I stayed in a building where we got picked up first. So you always had an empty bus to get on, which is a huge advantage at park opening. But I want to say we were the first ones off too. That that would make sense though. Wouldn't you be the last one off if you were the first one picked up? Or do they just not go the same direction when they drop you off? Can't uh, remember. Good question. I, I want to say I like, expert, I thought I won. So. I think, yeah, I think I won like both. I was like, this is the best of both worlds. Like I'm getting on first and <laughs> I'm like, getting off I'm first. Winning. Yeah, totally. Cause I mean, it's really not fair. So basically over at Riverside, if you've never stayed there, it's a large resort and it's got two major sections, Magnolia, uh, Magnolia Bend, which is also referred to in Disney Twitter, Disney Universe as the mansions. And then you have Alligator Bayou, which is more rustic. What's the one thing, Pam, people need to know about Alligator Bayou? Because you have a story from way back it, in the day. It's very themed. Well, it's very themed and they don't have. Oh. <laughs> they don't have elevators. Exactly. So if you ever want to think of Alligator Bayou, there's no elevators in those buildings. There are in the mansions, but there's not an Alligator Bayou. And I think you had a suitcase go flying over the edge one time. So, well, yes, this was many years ago, but I we had Hannah. Um, it was We were there in July or August. It was probably about a billion degrees, right? Steve had hurt his back, um, was actually due to get back surgery. We hoofed all of our stuff up onto the second floor of our Alligator Bayou room. We walked in. The carpet was soaked. Like, it had not just gotten... Car the, the, it didn't just get cleaned. It got, like, sprayed down. I was like, oh, my god! It gosh. got power washed. Yes. And I had hauled all this luggage up. And um, we had a duffel that was, I'm sure, weighed, you know, whatever you were allowed to have bags weigh at that point. And it did go over the top <laughs> railing to get to the, to get to the ground. She now refers to that bag as Hulk Hogan. Over the top <laughs> rail, over the buckle. No, that's, but it is something to consider if you're staying there. And, and so I will say this. Here's another tip that I have for room location at Riverside. The Royal guest rooms are in a sweet spot in this resort, they but the, they're are. in they kind are. of the prime spot. They're right across old man Island, which is yes. old man Island features the, the feature pool. Um, mm -hmm. and it also features muddy waters, which is the pool bar there at Riverside. And it's again, there's bridges that go across the Sasagula there and take you right to the main areas where you're going to get your food court and your check-in and, you know, the river roost bars, the indoor bar, you know, fancier bar and stuff like that. But the, the uh, royal guest rooms are really cute, and they are like typically in. I think what's the name of those buildings? Because I don't have them on here, I don't think. But they're like uh, Partier Place, I think, is one of them. Yes, Oak Manor yes, is another one. Good. They're in a great spot. So I'll be honest, I booked the royal guest rooms just for location more than anything else. That's a, yeah, that's actually a good plan. And there are um, some other pools in the area too. There are some quiet pools which. I really like too. They have a, I think two or three um, in the mansions area and the same, probably at least three over at um, the Bayou too. So I think that's a good thing, but yeah, I think that there is definitely an advantage to booking the Royal rooms more than the theme. And just like you said, their location's fantastic. Yep. And it's, it's a, it's a great resort. I think people sleep on Riverside. Riverside is just, I mean, I think the biggest thing it has going for it is that it's just beautiful. I mean, to me, it is. It, I don't know. It, maybe it's just like what I like to see my aesthetic, but man, when I run at this place, like you said, like it's, I also love pop century though, too. Cause a lot of times the hot air balloons over hourglass Lake, it's beautiful, but it's beautiful in a different way at Riverside. Like it's so manicured just right in the buildings with the sun. And when the Sasagula is flat in the morning before any boats go down, it's like glass and everything reflects off of it. It, I've, I've said this many times, like it's like a postcard when you see it at sunrise. It's unreal. It doesn't even look real. It's crazy. It is. And I think there's such a juxtaposition in the because the Magnolia Bend section is so manicured, like you said. So, you know, everything is just so. The Alligator Bayou section, I love that section mm -hmm. for the theming. I think it's spectacular. The Spanish moss yes. coming off the trees. The There's a lot of trees and a lot of plants. It You feel like you're in a bayou. There are sort of little, you know, 
um, like wooden bridges over sections that you're going over. Like it's a swamp. Um, it's, it just really, they did a great job in theming. I think that this resort was built during one of the times when they were so keyed into the theme of the resort. Like they were making mm -hmm. this happen like Caribbean beach. It's like, this resort has a story and here it is and we're having it play out in every inch of the resort. And I love that about these resorts. Yeah, I agree. And French Quarter is the same way. I mean, obviously it's a smaller resort. So I'm going to have the one bus stop. That's a huge advantage for a lot of folks. It's very easy to get around no matter what building you're in to get up to the food court. Um, you know, but obviously there are some buildings that are closer to the, uh, the feature pool there. But really, French Quarter, that's one where I would totally never, never put in a, bill, a request. I mean, because I you, think, there's really yeah. no advantages. Also, like you have like a reason that you're walking over to Riverside, so you want to be at that end of the resort. There's really no other. I've stayed in that that building that's the furthest down opposite Riverside, the one's closest to like Old Key West and Disney Springs. Yes. It's fine. And that's the furthest walk you have, and it's still not far at all. I think it would be like a three-minute walk. I mean, it's just, it's very, um, it, it, everything about that resort is compact. And it was, it's really, that's oftentimes why people want to stay there, if they want to stay at a small resort. But the great thing about it is the theming too, like the little signs. When you walk through that resort, you feel like you are in New Orleans, like, the, and the little street signs and everything, the Rue de Bega. I mean, that's really, a, you know, a cool play on words there for that. But lots of good, I mean, they just really themed that resort well. I agree. All right, let's head over to... How about the poly and look at that and see what we got here. So right. this one, again, it's kind of spread out. You got the great ceremonial house is what, if you've never stayed there, that's kind of the central hub of uh, check-in of Ohana, Kona, Captain Cook's. You got the Trader Sam's really themed yes. bar. So that's kind of the center. And then if you go out, you know, walk through the great ceremonial house, you get to the feature pool, the volcano pool. And, uh, that's so, but what else, like, what are you thinking as far as, I mean, you got all these, you know, why I can't even pronounce half of these Pago. I, I can't pronounce all of these because they're, I, I'm not fancy like this. Fiji. I can say Fiji. Tuvalu. <laughs> um, I type them. I just don't say them. So this is probably a terrible one. Uh, Samoa. I can say that. So what you've stayed there. Like, what do you think? Like, what are some pros and cons of what you might want to think of? I know Hawaii's concierge cause it's like prime prime territory but what are you thinking For here sure. it is and and the i do want to give a you know a mention to this concierge because it has a spectacular concierge lounge it has a view of the fireworks it's two stories um it, it's just i think it you know if you're going to be enjoying a concierge lounge this is one you want to consider it just has fantastic views in addition to being a lounge area I think that all, so if you're looking at the resort, if you're standing in front of the great ceremonial house, if you go to the buildings that are to the right, the advantage of those are you're going to be very close to the TTC. Yep. The, the TTC is within walking distance of the Polynesian. And that means that, you know, it's very easy for you to not only get to the Magic Kingdom, but to also get to Epcot because the Epcot monorail is right there. So that's a huge advantage if you're staying over on that side. Um, Pago Pago or Moreo or Tokilau are ones that you can do. There's a walkway right over to the transportation and ticket center. So then kind of opposite that, now we got the, the big tower going up where the... Uh... Yeah. So that's where going up right now where the Luau used to be. Luau, Luau Cove is what that was called. But yeah, it's a good advantage to be close to the TTC. I mean, obviously, I think most people want to get kind of a whiff of Cinderella Castle. But again, that's one of those things you got to either book a lagoon view or a theme park view if you really want to see that. That's just... You do. It's, it's part of the it's, deal. It is specific to that resort. So they're going. those are the rooms that are going to get those views. Also, did we talk but about this? they're spectacular. Ever? They are. Absolutely. I mean, I got, I did that one time at the Grand Floridian next door. And I was just like, I, I, I couldn't go sleep that night because it was like. Right. Hey, you just want to I had the drapes the open. I was like, I didn't want the castle to go away if I fell asleep. It was crazy. Because, I, 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 you know, I was, like, I was like living my dream. I never thought I'd have a room like that. Um. But if we talked about how Disney has changed, especially for these, and it's been more than just the deluxe resorts, but especially deluxe resorts like this resort view, they've kind of changed 
what they call things. And so resort views kind of, yeah, resort views. And I got water views. Just they've, they've kind of reworked their vocabulary here in the last few months. I think to simplify it. And I think to make the process of making your room available um, sooner. I think that there's been a big change in terms of that. So remember when you used to do online check-in and you could state like, I'm going to be there at 7 a.m. and blah, 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 right? Well, Disney has changed that whole process now that you can indicate times after three o'clock, the official check-in time. But if you're going to be arriving before the official check-in time, you only get one choice and you'll just indicate I'm arriving before check-in time. And I think that was really smart on their part for a couple different reasons. Um, first of all, it, it sets the expectation for the guests that, hey, I'm arriving before check-in time, so I'm not going to expect my room to be ready at 6 a.m., which I think is a good expectation. Yeah, see, they, they were on to me because even when my plane landed at noon, I'd be like, yep, I'm landing at 6 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> They're so like, you're, you're yeah. liar. We're taking that off the app. <laughs> and I will say, too, it allows them to um, sort of, you know, think about that. And I think... What I have been seeing lately, and I this is Pam Forrester talking, I no official word or input on this. I feel like they're using the location service to notify, to know when you are on property. I will say the last few times I've gone, I have not gotten my, your room's not ready or your room is ready until I am very close or on Disney property. I haven't thought about that though. I, I don't know. Cause I haven't given it that much thought, but guess what? I will now. Cause <laughs> that's a great, that's a great theory. I know. And I wonder huh. if they are, I mean, that's fairly sophisticated. It so. is fairly sophisticated. It's actually a great <laughs> idea because why bother you if you're sitting in your airplane, still waiting for a gate at MCO, you know, it stresses you out. Uh, unless yeah, you get the exactly. good, unless you get the good news, then you're like, woohoo. Right. <laughs> then you're antsy to get up. Like, hey, let's go. Especially if you're like in row like 36. Come on, people, get your stuff out of the overhead bins. Let's go. My room's right. <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean that's something you know to think about. So yeah, for sure. Um, I have thought about that, but I think the simplification of that is to so at one point you know. Disney was really drilling down to the room type, right? You had Lagoon View, Theme Park yeah. View <laughs> on the right-hand side exactly. of the resort. I mean, it was 47 like... <laughs> and a half uh, degree angle to, right. you know, yeah, exactly. It was wild. And so then that's like three rooms. So if someone is, if you have three families who were checking out of that type of room, then you have to wait until those rooms are clean um, before you can check in. I think by sort of broadening the categories, the opportunity is that they'll have more of different types of rooms available sooner. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of people want. Yeah. I think you just want to get in, get settled and get rocking. I mean, I know you can, yeah. and everybody knows, or well, maybe you don't, but I mean, that's why you're here is that if you get there at 6am or get there at 8am, whenever you get an early flight to come in, you can always drop your luggage at Bell Services and just rock on to the theme parks, you know, and have a good time. But I think it's just like peace of mind. I do that many times because my room's not ready and I'm fine. Like I go and start, I'll go to the expo, get my stuff for a race, whatever. And Bell Services takes care of my stuff till my room's ready and then they deliver it or I go get it. Um, but I think there is something to be said for like when you get there and your room is ready and you get your stuff in your room, like you just feel like... Oh. You know, it's like vacation doesn't, I don't know, mentally, maybe vacation doesn't start until I have my stuff in my room. Maybe I feel. I think way. it's just like one of those things, you know, you need to check off the day of travel. And there are so many, I'm, I'm sure we all are the same. We have running lists of things that need to happen that day. Right. And this is just one more thing that you can check off and then just get to experiencing the vacation. But I have said, we've made a real effort to make sure that we're not wasting time. We're not waiting for the room. So if the room is not ready, then we, we have gotten better about either dropping our stuff and going to the park or going changing into swimsuits yeah. and going to the pool or going to Disney Springs and getting a meal or going to a different resort and getting a meal. We really try that, you know, your vacation time is so precious that I don't want to lose any of it waiting for my room. So that's a good point. It's a great, great lesson out of today's show. Okay. Real one last one real quick. Let's talk art of animation. We talked pop century. Art of Animation, obviously, is mostly family suites. Finding Nemo are the preferred family suites in the cent you know central part of the resort. Basically, it's the 60s at Pop Century, but those are family suites. You're right, right around the Big Blue Pool 
and Landscape of Flavors, the food court's right next to these. Then you have the Cars Family Suites down at the other end. They're close. They're kind of across from the 80s and 90s at Pop Century. They're at that end of the resort. Then you have the Lion King Family Suites, the opposite direction of the Finding Nemo Suites at Art of Animation. And then you have the Little Mermaid Standard Rooms, which are t- kind of compared to the 50s at, at Pop Century. They're on the 50s end of Pop Centuries. And I think the big misconception with the with the Little Mermaid Rooms is that they are in a different zip code. They are the furthest rooms. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They are the furthest rooms from the big blue pool. They're they're a good distance from the opposite end of the resort of the cars, family suites. But I would guess a typical family could walk to landscape of flavors, the food court in seven minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes max. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I think that there was a lot of articles published published on the internet especially when it first opened about how far away the little mermaid suites are and believe me i'm with you at the end of the night after you've been walking all day every step counts right i totally get it and they really are not that far it just isn't that far um and the the great thing about walking through the value resorts and, and any resort really but especially the value resorts is they have these incredible icons and things for you to look at as you walk through the resort. When you're walking from the Little Mermaid section of the, of the resort, you're going to also be walking through the Lion King section of the resort, which means you're going to see Scar and Mufasa. And there's going to be um, Timon and Pumbaa over here. There's going to be places to take photos. It's going to be interesting things to look at. The buildings themselves are themed to each location. Plus they have these great statues with the icons of that area. So wherever you're staying at this resort, make sure that you take the opportunity, maybe at the beginning of the trip where your feet aren't quite so tired to walk the whole way through the resort. Because even if you aren't staying in the cars section, if you are a cars oh, fan, it is you're best. going to want to be there. That, that <laughs> is like the hidden secret. Cause like the, you know, the, the race, the springtime surprise had the Pixar theme. And so they had like the 5k was uh, lightning McQueen and you know, all that stuff. So I took my medals over to art of animation. I say in a pop, this one across the way. And I mean, you get like every car's there, like a model of it. You yeah. got the cozy cone. Cause that's the pool. I mean, and we could say, you know, of course, the the Little Mermaid section has a pool down there. It has a pool there. There's a pool in the car section. And that Mm. pool up there is amazing. You can even get like a little cabana for free. I mean, it's first come, first served. Like, well, they're cones. You go inside a cone to get out of the sun. Yeah, they're they're cute. They're so (laughs) cute. And uh, then you got the big blue pool, which is like the hippy-dippy pool over at Pop Century. It's the feature one. It's got music playing in the water and stuff. But um, yeah, and one other advantage to either pop or art, if you're not afraid to take a few extra steps and you're walking out of the magic kingdom at like park closing, I just look at whichever bus line is shorter and I just get on that bus. And a lot of times for some reason, art of animation will run the stretchy buses, like the super duper max buses. Yeah. I would see them more at art of animation. So I'll, you know, if like I'm saying it pop and, it's like two, you know, twice as many people in line for Pop Century than Art of Animation. I don't care. I'll just get on the Art of Animation line, hop that bus, and just walk right across Hourglass Lake, and I'm home. Save me maybe 15 minutes. We do that, too, at um, Port Orleans, if that's um, something. And I've even done it um, when, was you know, we don't take buses that often, but I think I've even done it, like I was saying, at the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian. I took the bus because it was like the end of the night, and... The Polynesian line was so, so long. There's a beautiful walkway between the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, although I, I think it's open now. It was closed a little it's, bit. It's back open, open last week. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes, because we're talking about it. Well, yeah, it was not opened about a month ago at this point. <laughs> exactly. So, but I did that because I was just like, I just want to get to the resort. I don't want to wait for a bus anymore. And that it's a nice walk. It goes by the water. Um, and I really appreciate that. So yeah, I think, I think that that's a, a great thing to think about when you're thinking. About yeah. It. Bottom line with these resorts, we didn't hit them all, but I mean, you know, you're going to have pros and cons for any location within a resort. You know, you're going to be closer to something. Thing, but further away from other things and yeah you know what it kind of all balances out in the end i that's i don't make room requests because you're not going to be there for the rest of your life you're going to be there probably maximum seven ten days and you know if you're looking for that you know, get the preferred room i mean if you're really locked into i need this definitely book that room category because that way yeah. you know what you're going to get 
Otherwise, be happy with, you know, take the furthest from your request and just say, am I going to be happy in that room? Because that could happen. That's that's what I tell myself. Yeah, I agree. And like you, I said, I don't make room requests either just because I have found different locations of the resort that I wouldn't have even thought about becoming my favorite, become my favorite location of the resort. You know, it's it's funny because um, we were just in Disneyland and I stayed at Disneyland um, Hotel and Grand Californian. Both of mine um, were standard rooms and they overlooked the parking lot and also the had mountains. great views of the Disneyland fireworks. Well, and like, because I had a standard view room in the fantasy tower this past time but i mean there was snow on the mountains when i was there i was like dude I, yeah i would have paid for this like that is amazing you know i never see mountains with snow on that's them. for sure yeah i mean i opened up our um our curtains and i looked just a slightly to the right i saw the matterhorn i saw oh, big thunder mountain man. i mean so i said to steve oh we're gonna be able to see the fireworks <laughs> <laughs> and we were so well, and that was the same thing at the grand californian um that kind of thing we were able to see the disneyland park fireworks so i i think that there's things like that that you just don't know until you know right yeah, and like a um, pop century if you get the 50s you go up to the top you can sometimes see the fireworks from epcot you know, but you don't see the show. I mean, the show is always down right. low, but you see some of the higher fireworks. I mean, I've gone yeah, up there and watched, you know, just caught a glimpse. So yeah, just some fun talk here. Hopefully you enjoyed it. This, I like just visualizing the resorts kind of just with the conversation. Like, oh, I was at Riverside for five minutes. I was at French Quarter. <laughs> I was at Saratoga Springs because I've run all these places and it reminds me running is a great way to see the resort. You see all the areas and uh, I, I love it. So thanks, Pam. And hopefully we had a great cruise and we're getting ready to hit up Walt Disney World now. This is going to be fun. Right. Oh, can't wait. So if you see us down at Walt Disney World, say, hey, we're all going to be there. All right. We're going to jump out of here. Thanks so much for hanging with us again at TMFLT Pam on the social at BR Guest Mike at Epscott. Follow us because we'll be posting updates from Walt Disney World here over the next few days. But don't forget, no live show this Sunday night because we're still at Walt Disney World. But do support us over at the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. We can help you book one of these great Walt Disney World resorts. Maybe you're out to Disneyland. Disney Cruise Line, always awesome. We'll be talking about that here soon on the show. And of course, Adventures by Disney. So just swing by themagicforless.com. We'll take great care of you from stem to stern, as they say on the ships. Perfect. All right, so let's do that. Uh, we also have amazon.com slash podcast. That's our link. Please click through that when you shop online. That really supports the podcast. And thanks to our patrons, patreon.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support the show starting at just $5 a month, we'd really appreciate that. And you get the bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. All right. I got, I have my, my sea legs are here, but now I got to get my land legs back and get hoofing because the girls haven't seen, Paige hasn't even seen Galaxy's Edge yet. So, oh my God. I know. I know, right? So, we're going to be hitting the parks and having some fun at Grand and, and having a good time. So, we'll be back in the studio next week. So, be ready for that. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. And for Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.